Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Red's Hot Stove League. The Red's Hot Stove League is brought to you by Holy Grail Banks and Santo Grom. Proud sponsors of the Red's Hot Stove League. Lycan's Energy Solutions. Powered by Light. JTM. Let's create great dishes together. MSA Architects. And by Document Destruction. The official document shredding vendor of the Red. The Red's Hot Stove League is also brought to you by CBTX. A Cincinnati Bell Company. Technology solutions for business. Your tri-state Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealer. The Healthcare Management Group. Greater care for greater Cincinnati. Woody Sander Ford. I-75 at Mitchell Avenue. Right in the middle of everywhere. The Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. The Reds And hi, good evening everyone and welcome once again to the Reds Hot Stove League. I'm Jim Couch, along with Tom Brenneman. We are, as usual, live at the Holy Grail Banks, right across from Great American Ballpark, to talk Reds baseball for the next hour. This is edition number two of the 2016 uh, offseason, and we are very, very glad to have a big crowd down here at the Holy Grail. And, of course, all you folks listening on the Reds Radio Network. Tom Brenneman, I don't think I have laid eyes on you since the season ended, well, but you've been staying very busy. James, you've been staying busy uh, play-by-play for Northern Kentucky University basketball, and so it is nice to see you once again, and welcome officially to the Reds Hot Stove League. You were not here week one. Nice to have you week two. Thank you very much. We've got a couple of guests that we're going to talk to throughout the program. Dick Williams, the senior vice president, general manager of the Reds, is here for the first half hour. Yes, let's give him a nice round of applause. Rick Walls, who is the uh, director of the Reds Hall of Fame, will be here to talk something very big in the beginning of the second half hour. So we have a lot of things to talk about. And Dick, welcome to the program, crutches and all. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be here. Anything that gets me out of the office this time of year. Yeah. And, and crutches, again, for those who don't know, this is round two now for you. I hate to bring it up because you, you're, you're tired of thinking about it and dealing with it, but you have torn the same ACL twice in one year. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> Less than a year. There's a reason why we prohibit our players from doing certain athletic activities. Right. Our executives should follow the same guidelines. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Now, admittedly, the first time, though, you tore doing a great athletic activity, skiing. The second time, maybe not. 
Well, look, we've got 30 minutes to talk baseball <laughs> now. Are you sure you want to burn that time talking about my ACL? Hey, I'll tell you what, though. This week, this week is awards week for Major League Baseball. We've had the Rookie of the Year. We've had the Manager of the Year. Tonight is Cy Young. Tomorrow, of course, is the MVP. So a lot of big things going on uh, regard to that. But let's talk Reds and, and uh, zero in specifically on what you guys have been doing. I know last week was right at the end of uh, the general managers' meetings, and you are, what, just over two weeks away now from the winter meetings, right? Yeah, this part of the offseason really flies. Um, last week we were out in Phoenix with the 30 other teams and with Major League Baseball, and so we're talking, talking offseason planning with the other teams, and that's a great venue to do it. Um, the general manager meetings because it's a small concentrated group three to five people from each team so you really you know you're talking to decision makers on the other side um, and there's a little less interference from the outside world unlike the winter meetings which are next which are um, you know involve all of minor league baseball it's the biggest job fair it's um, a trade show and it really attracts all the media and it, it, it's a lot more difficult to get stuff done uh, there than it is at the general manager meetings. We also had some quality time with baseball to talk about the CBA that's expiring this year and the potential changes to the game. And it really gets your wheels spinning when you start thinking about the possibilities. I mean, they, they could change playing rules. They could change roster rules. And uh, all that's up in the air right now. They're in, they're in heavy negotiations with the players' union. So we'll find out, hopefully in a few weeks, um, what changes are being put in place, and then we'll have to start reacting to those but it was a real informative session out there you know dick i'm curious and, and i think a lot of people are always kind of curious because there's at the general manager's meeting as you mentioned it's not as full-blown uh as maybe the owners meetings are because you know you've got some of the high profile owners that are there and a lot of the other things that are going on when you go to a general manager's meeting and everybody has their own suite where you have enough room where all the guys you work with in the Reds contingent and every other team's contingent, you have enough room to spread out and start talking about things and maybe having other people come in. Are you talking constantly with other teams, or are you spending more time with just your guys in thinking about then how to approach, if it comes to that, other teams? I would say we the preparation is really more of the internal discussion. And then once you get together... You start firing ideas at other teams, and when that happens, it, it, the, the communications increase exponentially because as soon as you start talking uh, with a couple teams about a particular situation, you know, inevitably other players get drawn into it, other teams get drawn into it, and so the, the communication really starts increasing, and that's when it's helpful to have a team with you, and you can say, hey, look, you know, can you, you say to one of your guys, hey, can you go handle – the discussions with these couple teams and just sort of move it down the mm -hmm. road. So otherwise, we, you know, it'd be really hard to get stuff done. But um, you know, in in those rooms, it can be real exciting, and then it can get real boring real right. quick if you uh, if you don't have anything going on. And it's it's uh, typically when you least expect it, when someone calls out of the blue, and 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 there you go again. Um, so in, in general, for this for us, this general manager meeting, it wasn't it wasn't crazy busy. Um, because of where we are in our life cycle, uh, we're not right at the point yet where we're trying to make big acquisitions. Um, and we're really focused on holding on to and developing a lot of the young players that we've invested so much in acquiring. And um, so teams are coming after those guys, but they're a part of our future and we see them. So for the most part, you know, we were really focused on our core group. Um, our additions are going to be more on the periphery this year. 
without giving away trade secrets, and you've got to keep a lot of stuff close to the vest because there are things you want to do that maybe you don't want people to know about. That's certainly understandable. But you just use the word prioritize. If you had to prioritize for Reds fans out there what the general manager and your staff are thinking, what are the top two or three priorities of this offseason? Well, I think one of the priorities is to make sure that we um, supplement the pitching with some numbers. Uh, we have some very good young pitching talent that is right on the cusp of arriving in the big leagues. You saw a taste of it last year from Cody Reed and Robert Stevenson. You've got more guys coming right behind them like Amir Garrett, Sal Romano, Nick Travieso, Rookie Davis. These guys are right on the cusp. But as you saw last year with, with Robert and Cody, and we've seen it in the past when we've had young guys come up, whether it was Frazier or Cueto or Zach, you know, over the years, there's an adjustment period sure. to the big leagues. And so um, you can't pencil all those guys into spots for this year, uh, but they are very much a part of what we want to accomplish this year. So we're going to try to supplement that pitching um, with, some, with some other guys, some veterans that will give us some stability, provide some innings, and then let those young guys come in and, and flourish without being put in a, a position that they're not yet ready for. Mm-hmm. That would probably be the top priority. I think we might um, also put some emphasis on um, outfield depth. I think we feel pretty good around the middle of the uh, diamond, uh, the infield right now. Um, we we'll probably emphasize adding someone to that outfield mix. You know, our, our roster is evolving in a way that we want more athletic players, more flexible uh, players, something that can give Brian more weapons, more options in a game where you can move guys from mm-hmm. the outfield to the infield. You can move them from one corner to the other. Um, and I'd, so I'd like to have uh, left-right flexibility there. Um, Shevler played well last year. Duvall played well. Billy played well. We hope Jesse Winker will kind of uh, edge himself into that conversation. And, uh, you know, I'd like to have a couple other names in there. And the final um, priority would be probably some catching protection, uh, just because Devin, as you guys know, has had a couple years that he's lost uh, most of the season to injury. Should be back for us next year, um, and we anticipate him as a catcher. Uh, but, you know, you have to be prepared for uh, contingencies. So I think we'll try to add some depth there as well. Dick, one of the big things that you guys have to do internally to get ready for the winter meetings is set that 40-man roster. And I know you guys have been doing that. You're down to 33 right now, and you have to do that to make space to protect some other players because of the Rule 5 draft. And those are hard decisions to make, aren't they? Sure are, because you you invest a lot of, of uh, time and energy into developing these players, but the Major League Baseball rules... Um, that were put into place a long time ago, basically said after a certain amount of time in the minor leagues, you have to promote these guys to the 40-man roster or let somebody else promote them to the 40-man roster. And uh, you don't want to lose any of your players. Sure. You don't want to lose them to another organization. And so there's a tendency to protect as many players as you can. But what you got to remember is every other team is in that same boat. You know, they also have a lot of prospects that they want to try to protect. And in order to have one of those players taken, he's got to spend the entire year on the major league roster of that other team. So you got to think a lot about not just how much you like the prospect, but what's the actual likelihood that he could be carried on a major league roster uh, for someone else. We're in a really good position now with the depth of our prospects, but that also makes us a little more susceptible to maybe getting guys taking the rule five. I'll be shocked if other teams don't come after us. All right, we're off and running here at the Holy Grail on the Reds Hot Stove League on this Wednesday night. We'll come back with more. Take your questions for the general manager of the Reds, Dick Williams, right after this. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. 
Welcome back to the Reds Hot Stove League from the Holy Grail on the banks in downtown Cincinnati. Great to have you with us on this Wednesday night. We go to Tuesday nights regularly starting next weekend, next week, same start time at 6 o'clock. Now, look, a lot of people have been asking already about gift ideas for the holidays, and we have a great package for you. It's called the Reds Holiday Gift Pack. It's on sale right now. Now, for $40, the gift pack includes four ticket credits, good towards any combination of games next season. So if you're thinking about the Yankees are coming in, Red Sox are coming in, there are others coming in, this is towards any combination of games next year, plus you get a new limited edition Reds Nutcracker. That's nice for the kids. You can get your holiday gift pack today at the Reds kiosk located in the Kenwood Town Center, Florence Mall, or as always at reds.com slash holiday. Some restrictions do apply. We have Reds Fest coming up in two weeks. We'll talk more about that in a little while. But right now we have the Reds Vice President, General Manager Dick Williams, kind enough to join us. If any of you here would like a question, ask Dick a question, come on up to the microphone. For those of you listening on the Reds Radio Network, 513-749-7000, 513-749-7000, out of town, 1-800-843-2441. One, please, our inaugural guest tonight. Yes, uh, Stephen from Price Hill. Nice seeing you, Dick. Uh, changing gears very slightly. What are, you may or may not be aware of. Well, you probably are aware of it. Uh, David Concepcion's error is coming up again this year. Uh, he missed enshrinement three years, well, three years ago by three votes. Again, th- three years before that by three votes. Are the Reds planning to do anything? Can I do anything? What can the community do? To get in those votes, I know it's a little easier that uh, that Davy or uh, Ken Griffey Jr. and uh, Barry Larkin are now part of it. That wasn't true, you know, three years ago. What what what's your take? What can be done? I think we should pull out all the stops to help uh, Davy. You know, he's um, long been deserving in, in my mind, and what a great guy and. Still involved in baseball down in, in Venezuela. He was passing through here recently, um, and, you know, he and I maintain a dialogue. He trains players, and his, uh, you know, his, he, his dream is to get the Reds to sign one of his young shortstops. You know, I think in, so he, he was here not too long ago putting the hard sell on me on a couple young players. So I'm trying to get some video and take a look at him. But we maintain a very good relationship with Davey, um, and I, I – I'd love to hear what these guys have to say on it, but uh, you know, I, th- I feel like the momentum's there, and um, we just got to get them over the finish line. You know, the, the thing that's so hard to figure about that is, for years and years and years, the players that were in the Hall of Fame and maybe players who weren't in the Hall of Fame, they, they would scream and moan and complain about the writers not putting players in the Hall of Fame. Well, now every other year, when the players that are in the Hall of Fame have the opportunity to vote on their peers... There have been two of those cycles that have passed through where they didn't vote anybody yet. So it's really hard to get a read on those guys. They come up, It comes across, I'm not suggesting that they are this way, every one of them individually, but collectively they very much come across as a very exclusive club that they don't want anybody else in there. And there are a lot of very, very deserving players that should be there and in a game overwhelmed with statistics. If you just go back and look at the raw numbers – and compare Concepcion's stats with all of the other shortstops that are in the Hall of Fame already, it's impossible to believe that he will not get in. But 
It's happened before. We'll find out. All right, we have a call. Uh, Ed on a cell phone. You're up next on the Reds Hot Stove League. Hi, Ed. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, I just, yeah, I'm just i just going to be totally honest and up front. As a fan, and this question is more so for uh, Mr. Uh, Williams. As a fan, when we come to the game, you know, we pay good money to come to the game, and we like to see the players hustle and see some fire in the team. And the last season or two, it seems as if it has been lacking. Um, I know that, and I'm a, I'm a huge Brandon Phillips fan, huge Votto fan, but sometimes I don't see that hustle. I don't see that fire that this team needs. You know, this team needs someone that, for a loss of a better statement, someone to, to get pissed off and just get everybody fired up to rally around them. Frazier was great for that. And, uh, you know, I think that this team has a lot of possibilities, but this team needs a leader. Scott Rowland, great, silent leader. This team needs a leader to get everybody fired up. I'll shut up and let other people talk. If you can give me your comments on that, that's great. Honor to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the question. You're, you're right about that. You know, a team functions best when, um, you know, when you've got leadership, and it's uh, not something that, that – the executives can can force from above. It sort of needs to come from within the group. You know, when I when I watched last year's team, obviously in the first part of the season, um, we struggled mightily, and um, part of that was because of the trades we'd done the year before to open up some opportunities for some young, some young players. Um, but also the injuries hit us pretty hard, and in April and May, um, there there was a there was a really tough time there following the team. And what I was really proud of that group is the way they emerged from those first two months and the way they played over the latter half of the half of the yep. season. And that took a lot of a lot of heart, a lot of guts. The coaches hung in there. Um, you didn't see veteran players packing it in, going on the DL. Those guys turned up their game. And what Joey did in the second half, you know, for Brandon to finish hitting almost 300 for the season, you know, those guys showed me a lot in what they did in the second half. And I thought they carried the young guys with them. Um, you know, Duvall and, and Shebler and Peraza, you know, all those guys played well uh, because of some of the leadership that was showed. I mean, all in, the results for the season weren't great, but uh, I was very impressed by what we saw in the second half. And I think we've got some good young players coming up. Uh, Trent Rosencrantz wrote an article recently about my thoughts on leadership and the importance of it. Um, we invested heavily in sending uh, 12 of our prominent minor league players to a leadership training program just about a month ago, uh, less than that, a couple weeks ago, up at uh, West Point. Um, and these spent three days uh, learning leadership skills, practical application of skills. And um, I've just, I've, I've, Scott Rowland and the names that were mentioned earlier taught me the importance of leadership. And I'm going to do everything to grow that from within the Reds uh, player development system. These guys have all the physical tools. They have all the mental tools. But a lot of them get into baseball straight out of high school. And if you're an international player, you may not even have ever gone to high school. So they sometimes need help. They need supplemental education. And, and leadership training is something that shouldn't be taken for granted. All right. Well, we are almost out of time for this segment. But, uh, Dick, what do you guys have going uh, the rest of this week? Well, we got um, budget meetings this week with oh, Mr. Castellini. That's always fun. we got to get all these uh, new initiatives that we have a- approved for next year. But I-, I-, I think it's the kind of stuff that the fans won't necessarily see on a daily basis. 
but the investments we're making in player development, we're adding staff, we're adding amateur scouts, we're starting a Pacific Rim scouting operation. We're really doing a lot of cool things. So I'm going to get approval for those this week so that you can see the benefits in the years to come. Dick, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. All right, on. Thanks, Thanks Dick. Me. Great having you, man. Dick Williams, the general manager of the Reds. We'll come back with the second half of the Reds Hot Stove League right after this, brought to you by Budweiser. Welcome back to the Reds Hot Stove League here on this Wednesday, the second Wednesday in a row that we've been down here at the Holy Grail. We'll go back, as Tom mentioned, to Tuesdays beginning next week, and uh, we are very, very pleased now to bring in the executive director of the Reds Hall of Fame to talk some very, very big news, Mr. Rick Walls. Hello, Rick. Hello. Good evening. How are Hello, you? Hello, Rick. How's everything? Hey, Tom, Chip, great. Everything's great. The pride of Athens, Ohio. Athens, Ohio. Absolutely. Yep. This is a big day. Huge day. Uh, anytime you mention Pete Rose's name, it's a big day. Uh, we just came off a fantastic year of honoring Pete with induction into the Reds Hall of Fame. Big event, big weekend. Uh, his number was retired, right? A lot of great honors. Uh, and then last year was announced also he's going to have a statue at the ballpark. So this will be the fourth of the big four statues, of course. And we now know where it's going to be, right out next to uh, Joe and Tony. And then now it's the Hall of Fame's responsibility to fund this project. So this is something we've done with all the statues thus far. And we know when it will be. That is June the 17th. Yep. We know what it will look like. He's yep. going to be that, that uh, famous head-first slide of his. That's yep. going to be fantastic. And to top it all off, you have two, not one, but two big announcements to make regarding Rose. And uh, Reds Fest, first of all. Well, the, the big thing for us is, I mentioned funding the statue, uh, we're announcing the Pete Rose hit collection. Now, Pete Rose, everybody knows about his 4,256 hits, but Pete's been working with us closely, and he has signed 4,256 baseballs. Wow. We have all of these, and they are tied to an individual hit. So it's a chance for the fans to own a piece of history and be part of baseball history by helping create the statue that will be here at the ballpark. So fans are going to be able to purchase one of his hits. You might pick a date or a specific hit number, maybe your birthday, maybe your anniversary. And on the website, we have all the information you would need about that hit, which is pretty spectacular in itself. So, so in other words, if he had a double off Tom Seaver in 1974 that knocked in a run and it happened to be the birth. Uh, the one-year birth date of your son who was born at the time. You could buy the baseball and give it to your son now 40 years later. Exactly. And this program started uh, yesterday online. Uh, We've already got a lot of interest in it. So there's only one baseball for each date, for each hit, that is. So your birthday is September 12th. Right. Jeez, my wife doesn't even know that. All right. <laughs> I, I know the year that you were born. Okay. I won't talk about that. No. A little creepy, right? right, right, right that's care. all right. However, Pete has had 26 hits on September 12th throughout his entire career. We're wow. talking about the hit collection runs from 1963 to 86. Now, he didn't have one on the day you were born, but he had one the day before and two the day after. So we missed that one by one day. Now, Jim, your birthday is August 9th. Is that correct? It is correct. All right, I hate to announce that here, but I don't have the year either. But he's had 28 hits on your birthday. So imagine all the fans out there that have birthdays or anniversaries or some re- – maybe it was the first game you went to. Maybe you have a game ticket from that game. There's a reason to collect this piece and hang it on your wall. So what are you going to get, right? What do you get? You get the autographed ball by Pete. It's got the hit collection logo on it. Let's hold that up for all the folks right, that so are here. There we go. All right, now for those of you on the radio right now that are listening on the radio, this is a framed picture of Pete in different uniforms through the years in his career swinging and finishing a swing and it then has a baseball 
which is in one of those, what do you call this thing? This is a glass cube that's affixed to the glass frame, so we okay. call this a deluxe frame. You know, okay. it's 13 by 18 inches, so it's going to look great on your wall. You know, I've ne- is this the first time anything ever has been done? I've never heard of anything like this. The closest thing we can liken it to is the star registry, in the sense that you're buying an item and owning something okay. in perpetuity. So what's really neat about this baseball is, of course, each baseball is numbered. Each one is signed. It's got the Hit Collection logo on it. You're going to get a great certificate of ownership. So online, your name will be forever associated with that hit and that date, the only ones that own it. And then in the Hall of Fame, near the three-story wall of baseballs, your name will be on the wall in the Hall of Fame as the owner of that hit. So there's a lot of reasons to support this project. Obviously, the museum, nonprofit, needs the dollars to fund these sorts of things, to bring back the players for that weekend. Uh, But this is just one of those, I would call it, it's an innovative program, yes, but it's a unique collector's item. If you're a Rose fan or a baseball fan, you know, you're talking about 63 to, to 86. What a piece of Red's history. So he's touched so much in baseball. I encourage everyone to go to redsmuseum.org. Just have fun with the database. I sat there. You can sit there forever and just walk game by game, yeah. learn about every single hit. And it's just a, you know, it's a walk through a great piece of history. i got to say, that is just a terrific idea really by is. you guys to come up with. I really applaud you for, for, for coming up with that. And being able to market it the way you're marketing it, and I think it's going to be terrific, and I have no doubt it'll sell. Well, now, you know, Reds Fest. Yeah, you were talking also yeah. about Pete Rose and Reds Fest. Absolutely. Well, let's, we're tying Pete, obviously, to this program. He wants to help support the statue and the project. Uh, you know, he got into this idea, as you can imagine. He thought, this is really neat. And everyone we've talked to loves it. And so he's going to come to Reds Fest. And that was the big announcement. He's not been to Reds Fest before like this. He's going to be in the Reds Hall of Fame area. So anyone that is able to support this project by buying one of these baseballs between now and or at Reds Fest, he's going to personally meet them and have a photograph taken with them at Reds Fest. So he's going to be in the Hall of Fame area there both days. So right now, if someone's listening and or here and says, you know what, I want to get involved in this, how do they go about it? Well, go to RedsMuseum.org. You'll see the Hit Collection logo jump right out at you. Follow that to the database. Find your baseball, first of all, and then make sure you grab your date right away because there are some dates there's only a couple hits on that date. So if you have a particular date you want to recognize, this is a great for a gift for Christmas, the holidays, definitely do that. You can buy it right there. Then we'll arrange for you to meet Pete at Reds Fest. Rick, thank you so much for coming up and sharing that. That is great information, and we'll keep people informed as to how it's going as we move along. And you know what? Uh, for everybody, before we get to this break, look, think about this now because, you know, the, the, the Reds Hall of Fame, all the incredible things they do for fans throughout the entire baseball season and year-round, this is such a, a, an unbelievable place. So all your dollars help to keep it alive and well. Rick, great job. This is great Thanks, stuff. Tom. Thanks, Absolutely. Tom. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you it. Bet. Thank you, you bet. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. Back in a moment. And we're back at the Holy Grail Banks, the Reds Hot Stove League on this Wednesday night. We want to remind you about joining the Reds Community Fund coming up on Saturday, December the 3rd for the Prestige Audio and Visual and Creative Services Celebrity Poker Tournament, one of the biggest events year in and year out at Reds Fest, presented by Ashley Fence. Don't miss the opportunity to play against Reds players, coaches, broadcasters, local celebrities. Plus, this year's first place prize, a guaranteed, underline that, guaranteed $11,000. Reserve your spot today at reds.com 
slash poker. Hey, now, for those of wondering about uh, Reds Fest, and we were talking about Pete Rose was going to be at Reds Fest this year. Don't forget, that's coming up now two weeks from this Friday. Yeah. December 2nd, 3rd, over at the Duke Energy Convention Center right here in downtown Cincinnati. And you can get tickets. Go to Reds.com. Two-day Reds Fest tickets, $25 for adults. That's for both days. $12 for kids 12 and younger. One-day tickets, 17 bucks for an adult. $7 for kids. Children 3 and under are admitted free. Now, Pete Rose will be on the Reds Fest main stage both Friday and Saturday. Friday at 5.30, that's the big player introduction, the past players, current players. Friday at 6 o'clock, there'll be a Q&A with Pete. That'll be a real hit because nobody's better at that than him. And then another Q&A with Pete on Saturday at 12.30 in the afternoon. I still can't believe that package you're putting together on the Reds Hall of Fame. It's very, very nice. It is. It makes you want to go out and say, hey, you know what, I want to do this right now, get involved. It really does. There are a lot of things that you and I and my dad and others get up here and talk about where you say, eh, okay, a little Luke. This thing, for those of you that are listening on the radio, I mean, to see with the ball, the hit number, the plaque, and then you get a picture with a guy. I agree. It's amazing it's for 170 bucks, the whole thing. I know that's not cheap, but, man, that is something else. We'll take your calls. If you have a question, 513-749-7000, 1-800-843-2441. And before we get to our next question, Tom, I know uh, we don't want to forget about this. This past week, last Thursday, I believe it was, uh, uh, our thoughts go out to the family of Russ Nixon, who yes. passed away, 81 years old. He was a former manager of the Reds. He's a Cincinnati guy, went to high school here, went to college here. Uh, managed the Reds back in the early 80s, was on Sparky's staff in 76, and uh, great loss for Reds family, Russ Nixon. Yes, and his twin brother still works here at the ballpark and has for many, 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 many years, and our thoughts and prayers indeed to all his uh, family members and many friends that uh, he stayed close with here in Cincinnati, his hometown, for a long time. All right, let's go to the phone. Tom from Anderson, you're up next on the Reds Hot Stove League. Jimmy, how are you, buddy? Good, buddy. How are you? Uh, wonderful. I want to tell you something about that guy sitting next to you. Uh-oh, okay. be careful. <laughs> no, um, I don't remember how many years ago, Tom, I just, just gotten old and Anderson, you know, he was a Cub sports reporter when my nephew was the starting left tackle for Marymount High School. And I met him that night on a Friday night, freezing, watching the game. Yep. And that gentleman hasn't changed from that day to this day, and uh, we're damn proud of you, son. Well, Tom, I really appreciate that. I remember that team. You know, uh, the head coach it was out there forever and a day. They had some uh, some great programs out there, and uh, he just retired a couple of years ago. But uh, I hope he's doing well. He's actually he went down to Marietta and graduated, became a uh, assistant principal in the area. How about that? Good for How him. How about that? Let's move on. Good for him. Tom, thank you for the call. No, we Tom, appreciate thank it. you for the kind words. That's very nice. Thank you. I'm not done. Oh. Hey. What else? I got a I got a question for both of you. Yep. And I appreciate um, what the conversation was in the first half hour. Uh, actually, immensely. But how do you park a Porsche at first and a Mercedes at second? 
You mean how do you keep both guys away in a rebuild? Is that what you mean? Absolutely. They, yeah, I mean, look, that, that's, that's a legitimate way question. way too much money there on the right side of that infield. Well, we, I mean, did, we made that mistake, Tom, with Griffey. Are we going to repeat history? Well, look, you know, that's sort of the old, you know, water under the bridge kind of thing. Sure. Those contracts are already signed, and they've been given away, and, and they were given away, quite honestly, by, you know, guys that, that are no longer in charge anymore. And so, you know, um, you know, it, it puts the new general manager and the entire organization in a situation where I'm sure if they had to do it all over again, I don't know if they would or they wouldn't, but that's a reality of what they have to try and deal with now. That's I just the way it is. And one it. of those goes away at the end of this season, regardless of what happens, whether he plays here all year, whether he ultimately is traded, that contract at second base goes away at the end of 2017. Yep. Gentlemen, I want to say thank you. Have a great night. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. We appreciate it. We have one more segment coming up here at the Holy Grail Banks and the Reds Hot Stove League. We'll take a break, come back with that right after this. The Reds Hot Stove League presented by Budweiser. All right, one more segment here at the Holy Grail Banks on the Reds Hot Stove League. And I want to tell you quickly about something that I know you're interested in. You can have exclusive Major League Clubhouse tour experience if you so desire. Step inside the Reds Clubhouse, sit in your favorite player's locker, see where the pros get ready to play ball. Call the Reds Hall of Fame today at 513-765-7923 or visit RedsMuseum.org to book your tour of the Major League Clubhouse right across the street. All right, we're down to our final three minutes uh, on the Reds Hot Stove League from here at the Holy Banks, Holy Grail on the Banks. The Holy Banks. <laughs> we've got some Twitter now questions. What, oh, we have some Twitter. All right, yeah. you're on Twitter. and You're a big Twitter guy now. I mean, we may as well get that on the air. I've never been on it. You know, I'm not one of those Twitter guys. But now I understand you have uh, jumped in both, both hands, feet. both feet. Twelve days ago. All right, you want to give everybody your, what is it called? It's uh, at Kelts Gym. Okay. And I did a Twitter Q&A today with the Reds. Jamie Ramsey is big, big, big into social media, and uh, he has been very helpful to me. Uh, uh, Chad Fisher from the uh, uh, Reds, we did that today. And, uh, yeah, it's a it's an enlightening experience, one okay. that I've enjoyed so far. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We yeah. have some uh, questions on Twitter here. What positions do you think, this is from Eric Drake, at Eric Drake. What positions do you think the Reds need to fill the most this offseason? Well, I think Dick talked about it earlier, and we've heard him say it any number of times, that the two main spots that the Reds are looking to improve on is, one, the bullpen. It's an absolute must. And to the bench. Those are two areas that they really seem that they need to improve on. Agree or disagree? I agree. I, this is like a full court press, the old UNLV full court press. I'm asking you all these questions. Wow. At I am the MDP, was there one player you were particularly impressed with developmental wise in 2016? Yeah, I thought that uh, Adam Duvall was you. very impressive yep. this year, considering yep. where he came from, what he had done in the past. I mean, we weren't even sure he was going to make the team out of spring training. Turned out to be an all-star. And I think the other guy, uh, based on what he did in the second half, was Scott Shebler. I mean, he came up here and made the team to begin the season, and let's be frank, was terrible, just terrible. But when he came back from Louisville in the last two months, 
I think he turned into the kind of player that we now look forward to seeing next year and think, where can he go from here? All right, at Ben Schmidt 21, will we see Jose Peraza start next season or used more as a utility player again? Well, it all depends on Zach Cozart. I was looking at uh, at, uh, BaseballTradeRumors.com today, a terrific site to stay up on what's going on in baseball. And they say that the Mariners still have interest in acquiring Zach Cozart. So if, if, if it's the Mariners or it's another team, if Cozart is traded away, and we hate to see him go because he's a terrific guy, Jose Peraza will get his shot. Well, all I'll say on that whole thing and the questions is, Jose Peraza better be in the red starting lineup every day next year. This guy is a, to quote you, a player. Quote me? Yes. I think we can quote your father on that. All right, he uses a player. The word player. Put that on Twitter. So Jose Peraza, yeah, we'll see what happens with him. And uh, we will remind you, too, next week on a Tuesday, we had these early Wednesdays because of the election, because of the Bengals game. But starting again next week, back to our normal day, Tuesday at 6 o'clock, right here, Red's Hot Stove League, presented by Budweiser. You have anything else? I'm done. Nice seeing you, buddy. You too. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week, but happy Thanksgiving if we miss you. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Red's Hot Stove League. See you next week.